Welcome to Jersey Smarties, where they basically just talk a lot of Hey, everybody. Welcome to Smart Guys, the Jersey Smarties. So uh, this is our second intro podcast that we uh, are going to introduce. Hopefully you'll get to enjoy this one. So, um, yeah, here we go. I got chills down my spine. Oh, man, that was good stuff, man. It was good stuff, wasn't it? That yeah. kid's talented uh, that plays that damn instrument there. Um, we went from like smoke signals to the internet overnight. I know, right? It's pretty cool <laughs> stuff. So, uh, right. listen, today's podcast, I actually want to start by talking about that uh, Montgomery, Alabama riverboat, uh, riverfront brawl. Did, did you happen to see anything or hear about it? No, not at all. So, here's the crazy part I only found out about it last night because my wife was telling me, like, hey, have you been uh, seeing the TikToks about this stuff? And I really don't get on TikTok a lot. So, um, I went on YouTube. And it's pretty gnarly. So I'm going to play the video. Uh, it's about five minutes long of what happened on this thing. It really got bad beyond what you're going to see in this video. So tell, tell me your thoughts and tell me when you want me to pause for us to talk about it. All right. Okay. I'm sure I got a lot of thoughts. Graphic. Okay. So there's a security guard. So the story is this. Apparently, there's a, a, a pontoon that parks on the side here. There's a riverboat um, that parks there, and you can see on the top, there's people waiting for the next ride. You see them? Yeah. And the security guard oh. is telling them to move. And oh, then, he just took a left. Oh. Yep. And then this oh, no, white guy comes over and starts beating on the black security guard. You see a guy in the top. He comes running down now. You see him? And he yeah. comes down to try to break it up. Here comes a second person. A third person. Oh, I thought he was going to tackle the chick. A fourth person. The chick is hitting him. A fifth person. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, they're, 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 they're doing a number on this like, poor oh, guy. Oh, so this other guy wait, comes wait, down and try to the, break it up. That's that's the lone supporter there. Yeah, so do you see the okay, other guy so. right there in the blue shirt and white shorts, the, the, the African-American guy? He comes down to try to break it up, and they try to beat up on him next. Oh, my God. There's like eight white people there. Yeah. Apparently a lot of racial slurs. That poor security guard falls on his face. Look oh, at the kid swimming. Yep. That kid jumped off the riverboat to come help. Let's call him Nemo. So Nemo's getting out to help. Oh, because it's the people in the boat filming, right? He did all that swimming for nothing. No, no, it gets worse. Oh, they're still going? Oh, yeah. This supposedly goes on for about an hour. This is crazy. I'm guessing there were charges. I'm guessing this was yeah, a, a it's, racial thing through the news. It's pretty, it's pretty big and deep down there, but it, it gets crazier. It gets crazier, John. The peanut gallery always jumps in, don't they? Look, now, now they go. Now, now I they love go the out. people in the boat. Now they go. Like, Look, at them. Look at them. 
Get him. Oh, left hook, right hook. We're in a boat. Oh, that guy just got body slammed. And then, oh, he jumped off the top rope. Ooh. Oh, oh, that was a good one. Yeah. Yeah, that was one right cross. What is she doing? In the hat. It just gets crazy. It gets crazy. Where? So. Hey, I have a question. Yeah. Where's the police in this? So the the, the this guy right here on top yeah. of the security guard is supposed to be one of the cops on this harbor. The cops show up later on. Um, the shame of this whole thing is seven or eight white guys and women are beating up on this black guy. And the few black guys that came to kind of break it up, they attack them then. And it just kind of becomes worse. And there's all kind of racial slurs being said and really horrible things. But yeah, th this was a pretty gnarly fight. I'm surprised again, like I, I don't watch the news much. So for me, when I, when I heard about this, I had to go look it up, but yeah. What do you think of that, man? Um, I, you know, you, you hear people talk about um, racism today and they're like, oh, I can't believe we're still here and we still have this. I, I kind of feel that way, but then I also, I kind of get it because I feel like we get personalities that come out, whether they be leaders, actors, politicians, and they kind of, um, kind of spark an interest a little bit. And I think it, it brings people, um, back to, uh, racism, so to speak. Um, but I mean, this is Alabama. They're a little different out there. Well, it gets um, worse because apparently, thoughts? or supposedly, the um, the perpetrators, the white guys, go to the local hospital to get taken care of. And when they get there, they make more racial slurs, and they say, we don't want to be taken care of by black people, and 90% of the staff in the hospital are black. Right. And right. They, they're using so very derogatory terms, of course. And then later on, they say, um, they come out and make a statement, something like, you know, hey, we're not racist. Um, <laughs> it's just so silly on so many levels. Like, I can't, um, I can't even start. I, I believe in Alabama, they have a um, large presence of um, the Aryan Nation and KKK and so on and so forth. Well, did did um, you know they... that here in Jersey, there's a large um, mm -hmm. holding of, of like white supremacy groups? Yeah, um, North Jersey more so, right? No, um, I was told no, south, south of the day, the Mason Dixon line. I mean, that makes sense. We have the Pine Barren, so they can hide in there and do rituals out there. I get that. I guess. I, I know. Growing up, <clears throat> growing up, I'm not making this up. Growing up, they talked about a uh, a ghost nearby in our hometown. And you go there and you, you you back up to the end of the street and you turn your lights off and then you flick your lights twice and you can see this kid bouncing a basketball across the street. Mm. Um, <clears throat> you see something. It's more. I think it's more the moonlight through the, the trees. But the real trick of it was when you backed up, you backed up to woods. And there was, you know, back in the 90s, there were um, Satan worshipers back there. So they would come out in black robes and bang on your car and scare the crap out of you. Um, so I know we have black robes here it's seen worshipers what, what, what is a black robe i guess i don't know that's what they wore it was black and red robes i don't know what that's the devil's colors that's what they wore i don't know it's pretty gnarly it's pretty gnarly. yeah i, I just no. can't believe in 2023 i i think one of the surprising things that always hits me is adults thinking it's okay to act like hooligans 
and then try to defend it with some sort of stupidity, right? So we all get upset, we all get angry, um, but I, I don't know at what point does it become ridiculous, I guess, right? Because you you think you because you might be stronger than somebody that it's okay to beat them up. Um, growing yeah. up, I hated bullies. That's why I used to always get beat up. Um, I mean, for for every reason possible, I couldn't stand when I would see a poor per, a poor weak person just getting beat up by a bunch of guys just because they could. Yeah, I was never one to stand by either. Um, and I'm not a big fan of, of bullies. And, you know, growing up, there was always the stereotypical bullies. You know, they were always the big ones, the dumb ones, so to speak. Um, and they always, you know, seemed to come. I, I remember a, a fight being, being in a fight when I was younger. And it was it started because, you know, the bully came up behind you and slapped your ears, you know, and you were like, what? And you turn around and you just punched them. And then you never heard from the bully again. So. Um, but when we get older, I think it's more like, I, I think if, like, if we were in that fight and we're sitting there looking at the video, we'd be like, oh, we look dumb. We look dumb. I think it comes down to more of, they think they might look cool or they think that that is like, I, they're just not mature, emotionally equipped on that. So I don't know about you. I, I've never touched alcohol in my life. Not something uh, that I, I, I touch it frequently. Yep. Uh, <laughs> well, that, that's why I bring it up. Um, yep. I've never touched it in my life and someone that's never done drugs or alcohol. I know it's pretty boring. No, wait, I have a question. Yeah. So you but don't touch it because of thought. your religion, correct? But let me, let me finish my thought. I'll write that okay. down. John has a question. Okay. I just didn't want to forget it. I get that. Uh, really? John. Oh, J. So what's your name again? So, it Please. never ever struck me in any kind of way to to want to do it after seeing people that got drunk or got high how they acted because right i always felt like i had a hair trigger with many things what would this do to me that would endanger me or anyone else because of becoming more stupid and working in an emergency room now and seeing people that come in intoxicated and it's amazing because they come in intoxicated and for the first probably 20 minutes they're like oh, i'm okay there's nothing wrong with me and then as soon as you say hey buddy you need to stay in your room the fu's start coming out the confrontation starts coming out the i can do whatever i want and it just escalates then security gets involved and they end up being restrained and they're trying to fight everybody so I've seen it go from literally zero to 100 because they're so inebriated that they can't really make any kind of judgment calls. And when they, when they wake up sober, they're a totally hu different human being. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. Do you, you find that they're like super nice, maybe even a little bit on the quiet side when they were boisterous the night before. I mean, it, you, you find out, you know, uh, they're caring. They're usually safe individuals. Um, I, I've come across uh, people who, um, one in particular, uh, was so drunk, he ran right off the road and through the woods in a Corvette. Nothing left of the Corvette and came walking out. Bl bloody, you know, cuts everywhere. And he was just like, 
mad that we were there, mad we were messing up his good time. And the next day he was so remorseful, so nice. And then he's got a family and it was just a bad night for him. And and you're kind of surprised at the personality switch. And I'm going to guarantee you that brawl we just saw had some alcohol in it. Yeah. Yeah. Shirt, yeah. And it wasn't the security off. guard either. No, exactly. Shirts off. Right. A little bit of alcohol. Man, you got beer muscles for forever. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's going to be interesting to see how they play out because now that they got it all on videotape, I'm sure they're bringing everybody in and they're questioning them and there's going to be some charges. There were apparently all kind of newscasts that people were being charged and arrested and different things. But again, the end result is never good when you have um, people that are just not respecting other people just because, of, as we said yesterday, their gender, their race, their size, if they fit the, the, the social confines of whatever you had grown up with. And it really takes away from us being good neighbors to each other, good human beings to each other. Um, that's one of the things that I, I really want to kind of explore further as we talk about because um, I grew up as an inner city kid where we always had a lot of anger and hatred towards anything that didn't kind of meet what we thought was the standard, and that was everybody. Mm-hmm. So if you drove by in a pretty car, we had a problem with you. If you had nicer clothes, we had a problem with you. If you were somebody that um, even spoke better than us or had a better education, then, you know, again, it was a fight all the time. And uh, that that's not a good way to go about life. You know, you usually find that um... – people who who act this way and feel this way or or usually it's projection or it's some type of um, not having enough confidence in themselves or some type of insecurity in themselves. Um, And then, you know, when you listen to something like what you're talking about right now, um, inner city kid, but that wasn't the only struggle you had. You were also, um, you look different than the kids, you know, and, and, and they picked on you because of that. Like you had a bunch of different hurdles and, it's amazing because, you know, you find that you came out this well-adjusted adult who wants to help other people. And, and some people come out just very angry and, and very revengeful. There's a lot of good that comes out of, uh, challenges in life and trauma. You're, you're, you're able to make an opportunity to grow or to fall back. The Chinese symbol for crisis is the same symbol for opportunity. It's it's amazing how they tell you during a crisis you have a chance to be able to make uh, an opportunity out of it and grow from it. So um, I try to take that higher road and learn from every crisis. So, John, to get back, you had a question. You wanted to know about religion. Yes. Yes. What it, it, Do you drink? Do you not drink because of your religion? Correct. I okay. Mean, it, I mean, it, so, is, it is religious. Um, but there's many Muslims that drink like a fish. Oh, I, so, I have friends. Yeah, yeah so I, I, I would say for me, it's always been my culture, my religion, and what I believed uh, growing up. It doesn't take away from people that are around me that drink. That's their preference. We're all adults. They could do what they want to do. Uh, I accept people for who they are, not for what they do. So let me ask you a question. Do you think coming right out of the gate and not being able to drink that that gave you a better perspective of um i guess drunk people abuse of alcohol 
Um, did that give you more of a, a because you 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 were already taught that no, I I can't do this. I'm not allowed to do this. And then you saw other people do it, and they get drunk and they act like the video we just watch or a fool and you go okay yeah yeah now the, i already know this I'll, i'm a step ahead of this person yeah i i would say that that's actually a pretty good assessment um i think like in anything else you start off believing something is right because that's how you grew up right mm -hmm. and you know if your mom and dad told you there's no cursing in the house and don't curse around adults then that's the standard that you were brought up with um I've always believed that, you know, kids kids are not born bad. They're influenced from things around them. And it could be trauma. It could be situational, environmental. And that's why you see a difference in inner city kids compared to um, the suburban kids. And, and it's funny, when I moved from Newark, New Jersey, and I went to live up in Morris County, close to Sussex County, it was an amazing experience for the first time um, to have people just stare at you because you look different. And yeah, when was this move? How old were you? Oh, this was uh, when I had kids. I wanted to move out so I could have a better place for my kids than inner city. I didn't want it to go through what I went through. Right. So I was in my 30s probably. And um, it, it just... It was impressive in many ways to see how, you know, people would say, oh, you're from Newark? Like, like you were in prison? <laughs> <laughs> you got out alive? Yeah, but they also looked at you that way in Newark, too, correct? Uh, anywhere that I went. So, again, being of uh, Middle Eastern descent, you weren't sure what you were getting. Um, you You would think that Sometimes you were getting somebody that looked maybe like they were Dominican or Puerto Rican or uh, someone that's mixed race. And I never kind of had the right setting. So wherever I went, that was always different, mm -hmm. which was comical at times. Because if I was in, an, in a neighborhood of people of color, I was white. <laughs> if I was in a neighborhood of people that are white, then I was somebody of color. Um it was like almost never accepted, always rejected kind of a thing. But it, again, right. it, that can break you if you allow it to. I think it makes you stronger if you if you kind of take it in and process it. Hmm. That's that's interesting. I'm sitting here thinking, and you had those struggles very early on where I was kind of, oh, you know, I fit in. I was the same as everybody. And then you reach a point where you just think you're the golden child, and then, boom, you realize you're not. And uh, you're in this place where you don't recognize anybody um, and, and have to, you know, I think we said this in the last podcast, you know, you grow up and I, I feel as though I grew up a, a lot in the last year or so. And, uh, you know, you had to do a lot of growing up early on. Um, what did you ever have that point where you just reached um, a thought process where you said to yourself, you know what, I'm okay. It's them, not me. Um, I don't care what they think. Honestly, I don't think you can ever get to that place. I, I, I mean, when people say, yeah, I'm, I'm good and it doesn't bother me, I'd have to question it because it's hard to feel that you're, you're, you're different no matter how much you try to be the same. Right. So I've accepted who I am. 
I don't try to be somebody different. I've accepted what my experience is. I don't try to project it onto anyone else. And I, you know, I, the one thing is I don't try to push my religion, my culture, or anything on anybody because I think that causes people to have, uh, in my view, a little bit more resistance and hatred towards it. You know, that's funny that you say that because I don't think we've actually ever had a conversation about your religion, um, not even during your your um, holiday um, where you had to fast. And I think I just asked you a couple of questions. I'm like, I'll get into it one day. With all I want to know. Um, but yeah, that's that's actually true about your character. You don't push it. Um, I mean, you're not a born again Christian um, pushing it or or um, yeah, and, and, and what again, is the ones that knock at the door? But but I got to tell you, you have to respect them, yeah. right? Because they have a certain drive, and well, they you, you can't their religion that. also teaches them to be deliverers of their religion. Correct. So you can't like take that away prophets. from them. Absolutely, right. and right. and that's why I, a lot of times, you know, I'm 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 okay with people wanting to talk to me about their religion. It just crosses a line when they start saying my religion is better than yours. That to me, that's blasphemy, no matter what religion you're from. Because um, what a lot of people don't know is the Torah, the Bible, and the Koran are actually the same exact book. Mm -hmm. If you put them side by side and you read them, the stories are the same. The saints are it's the same. It's amazing, isn't it? It, it is. It is. Um, it, it always comes down to perception, how one group of people who made a church compared to one group of people who made a temple— you know, but is um, it perception? Just decipher. And think about this: is it perception, or uh, if is it interpretation for my own good? Uh, I would probably lean more towards the interpretation for your own good, or maybe even a little manipulation. Yeah, I mean, in any one of them, really, any one of them, and, and that's where it was, I, I was amazed. I went to, I grew up Catholic my whole life, and I went to. Um, Presbyterian church and they started reading it was the story about jesus being angry and and flipping the tables and then they went into this whole other story that i never heard before never heard in my entire life and i actually went up to the pastor afterwards and i said is, is this true and you find out that like certain religions don't teach the whole story so i i found that interesting but do you think that that's, again, just so this way they can spin it for you to be more of a believer of what they want to believe? Or is it that they were Absolutely. taught? No, no. But were they taught that and they believe that that's what it is? I, I think there's a percentage. I think there's a percentage that's passed down. Just like, listen, we learned how to be parents from watching our parents. Or we learned how not to be parents from watching our parents. Um, so I think a lot of it is passed down or, or perception. And then I think, you know, when you get a little bit higher in the, in the, um, scale, whether it be a pastor or a priest, um, uh, I think it's more, um, strategically said. Did you ever watch that documentary on, um, the Mormons? No, you got to watch it. It's amazing. It's amazing how this guy. There's a guy who wanted to, um, it really, it's not about the Mormons themselves, but about this guy who falsified finding these uh, ancient scriptures and how they were passed on to Joseph. And um, it, it, it's amazing how people manipulate it for their own power. 
and they want to be able to impress with their power. So it's amazing to me how many religions speak bad about people that I guess are against the grain from a historical perspective, like this whole new woke environment about transgender, trans this, trans that, and cis and non-cis and binary. Um, let them live their lives. Like, how, how are they impeding yours? Let them live their lives. Let them do what they want to do. Yeah, um, I find it funny when they um, start impeding on um, exactly what you're allowed to do. And, and, and listen, again, I come from a church where they were real big on, um, you know, you've got to give, I, this was always something that bothered me. You got to give X amount of money to every week or you're not a real member. And they would whisper that to you. You're not a real member of this church. So, um, yeah, I always found that interesting. Hey, uh, but, so we have a caller. I think um, we said a lot today, and uh, I hope that we're able to provide some education on at least that Alabama thing. I thought that that was pretty gnarly. Uh, no, that was really good. I, I, uh, yeah, I, I didn't see that, and I, I was on social media most of the day. Um, so yeah, that was interesting. Yeah. All right, well. All right, well, thank you for this wonderful episode of Jersey Smarties. Uh, for myself, John, and Sam, we wish you farewell and a good night. Hey, thanks for listening to Jersey Smarties. Be sure to subscribe and follow us on YouTube. Just click on that button. Also, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok for any and all updates regarding our podcast. Thanks for listening to Jersey Smarties. Real talk, real people. See ya.